2: Welcome to Discographology, the podcast where we sometimes judge an album by its cover. I'm Logan here with the rest of more of that. How's everyone holding up this uh,
1: crazy week? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's not get into it. I, uh, I I learned the importance of wearing a mask this week. That's what I learned. Uh. <laughs> not <laughs> not Wait, even why? like for the pandemic. Just generally, you know.
0: Oh, when yeah. You commit federal crimes. It's probably a good I, idea. I learned just how important my Guy Fawkes mask is to keep on hand. <laughs> yes, yes.
2: All politics aside, I think the big question of the week for me, the big shock of the week, the, there's been a lot of things that shocked me this week. <laughs> and I wouldn't say it's the most shocking, but, you know, I get this subscription thanks to my good old Uncle Ron. I don't know if he's out there. Uh, Shout out to but Ron. But I get Rolling, Rolling Stone. And I was, you know, had Miley Cyrus on the cover or whatever. Oh, so I'm flipping God. through Rolling Stone, you know, just seeing what there is. And then I flipped through the uh, Miley Cyrus section, you know, get through a couple pictures. And then on the last picture, all of a sudden, my eyes about popped out of my head because. <laughs> Uh, she's just standing God. there, uh, topless, and I didn't know that Good. Rolling Stone had become a nudie magazine.
3: Good God, like, it's <laughs> I, was, I
2: did not consent. My eyes did not consent. <laughs> nudity. Do they even
1: carry Rolling Stone in like store? Do, they, do stores carry magazines anymore? Like, they, I, like Barnes, and gonna, yeah, Barnes, Barnes and
0: Noble. Yeah, Barnes and Noble is one of the only places where you could still get Rolling
1: Stone. I, I just was, I didn't know if maybe. Like it didn't I think matter more. Subscription. I only, think the so.
0: stigma, the stigma of breasts is is going away. That's it's what I was like kind of thinking was happening. Yeah, yeah, she's she's not like pantsless in it. I assume. No,
2: and I'm not. Ver- <laughs> okay. I'm not actually offended or like shocked. Yeah, or anything. obviously. I'm obviously. just being, you know, playing it up a little it, bit. But it, I yeah. was like, that's interesting that Rolling Stone is kind of leaning that that direction. Right. And so I yeah. didn't know. I mean. <laughs> No, but uh, yeah, I I've been listening to some stuff too, Josh. Uh, I finally got my uh, Eyes Wide Shut vinyl, and it's pretty rad. Nudity, especially the packaging. It's kind of hard to explain, but it looks and sounds great. It's kind of like a, it looks like a a a picture frame almost, and you see like a Tom Cruise mask, and. (laughs) If you pull that out, it pulls out only one way, but it, when it does, it reveals behind him a Nicole Kidman mask, and that's where the second record is housed, and it pulls out the opposite way. So it's it's kind of an interesting Whoa. package uh, that I haven't seen before, so that was kind of cool. Um, I also picked yeah. up, I think I sent you guys some pictures, but I picked up the Crow soundtrack on hmm. vinyl, finally, Ooh. and that has uh, The Cure and Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against the Machine, Stone Temple Pilots, and
0: many, many more. It's one of my wife's favorites. Is it like the white colored one or which one is that? Um, No, I think it's it's black. I can't
1: remember what she
0: has. Maybe it's just black. Black oh, like darkness a crow. Oh, Darkness of
1: Greed. Oh, Darkness of Greed. Great Rage Against the Machine. Uh, deep deep cut B-side rarity? What is it? I don't, I don't know. Wanna... It's Rare. on the soundtrack though, right? It's on the crow soundtrack? Yes. Yeah. That's a I good also... one.
2: Yeah. I also picked up the Chromatics in Shining Violence. Uh, The Chromatics are a band uh, that were featured in the show Twin Peaks The Return. Um, It was released on the label Italians Do It Better. Um, But they're a really cool band uh, that you should check out. I also picked up a couple of, uh, a few 7 Inches, a couple of Planes Mistaken for Stars, and Hmm. a Blood Brothers 7 Inch. So that was pretty cool. Two bands I haven't heard about in a long time. Yeah. Well, I was kind of surprised. That's exactly what I thought when I saw him in the bin. I was like, wow, I haven't thought about this in a while. What year is it? 2004? Yeah. Um, But I did listen to uh, Beastie Boys' Paul's Boutique, which Mm. is a phenomenal album. I don't know if you guys have, are you fans of that one? Yes,
1: I wasn't until, I would say within the last year, I got it on CD just because I had heard, you know, Mm it's a seminal album and all that stuff and i've listened to it a handful of times and it's it's good um i it's enough that i like need to listen to it more cuz i know it's so sample heavy for one thing but yeah. i've never been the biggest beastie boys fan anyway but um definitely think would it give might it be more m- listens yeah yeah i think it might be my favorite of theirs beastie boys by the way might be discussed uh, not necessarily themselves, but tangentially in a future episode. Oh. Just throwing that out there. Ooh. Ooh. Spoiler, the Teaser. Peaked, peaked my interest. Yes. Well, what have you been listening to, Josh? Well, um, I, I tallied it up, and if we're not counting... Well, I guess you just mentioned some 7 inches. If I include the 7 inches I have purchased recently, I've purchased a total of... Thirteen things since the last time we did a, a uh, power quiz. Yeah, I've been on a roll. Another I shelf. Guess. Yeah. Well, so I'm not going to name all of them, but Dang. I'll name a few. Uh, I picked up Slayer, Rain and Blood. Speaking of things that I <laughs> normally would not listen to and have not listened to a lot, but I picked that up on CD uh, the same day. I got Doctor Dre, The Chronic. <laughs> another one that i haven't listened to a lot and absolute classic yeah i mean both of those were like you know i've heard these are kind of like classic albums of their genres i don't really own any metal so i thought slayer rain and blood was a good place to start i listened to it the other night playing video games it was it was interesting i still don't know if it's that rick rubin yes rick rubin produced it
0: can i say something on the dre tip yeah I don't think we've mentioned the uh, the mini series. Uh, I believe it's made by HBO called the Defiant Ones. I don't think we've mentioned it on this show. Has anyone besides me seen it? I have not, but I've heard of it. It's about the uh, the creation of of Interscope, or more more so the backstory of Doctor Dre and now I've forgot his name. Who's the other guy? Jimmy. Jimmy Iovine. <laughs> yes, Jimmy Iovine and Doctor Dre. It's like their parallel stories. Hmm. Lots of great interviews, including with Trent Reznor, just a great, watch The Defiant Ones. I well, and actually kind out. of
1: along with uh, talking about Dr. Dre's story, just kind of hip-hop in general, I, I've actually been reading uh, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, which is a history of, of hip-hop book, um, and that's been pretty interesting. I'm only in the 70s in it currently, but it's, it's still wow. pretty interesting. And then kind of along with that, I picked up a Tribe Called Quest Midnight Marauders recently, the third Tribe album, and uh, the, the main thing I want to talk about was another hip-hop album I picked up. I just happened to find at a thrift shop a copy of De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising. Has anybody ever listened to Day La Soul before? I haven't nope. actually. No.
4: I I know that that's supposed to be a very good record. I I've not listened to it myself, but
1: So the the, the crazy thing about it is um they're part of the the Native Tongue Collective, which included tribe called Quest and I, you know, this is an album I've been kind of like on my radar. Cause again, I've always heard it's another kind of seminal one. The thing is, is it's extremely hard to get. It's not streaming anywhere. It's not on mm-hmm. Spotify. It's not on Apple music because there's some rights issue with the samples. Wow. So it's not on any streaming service. It's n- only been repressed once by vinyl me, please. And that's like long sold out. And yeah. even the CDs go for like 20 to $30 because it's not currently <laughs> being Dang. reissued. Uh, so I just happened to find a copy of it for like $2. And Ugh. I was super happy about that. And it's very good from what I've heard of it. Um, it's, it's just, you know, it's old school hip hop, like late 80s, early 90s stuff. Uh, right. Very, very good. Um, and will probably be mentioned later on and in a future episode as well. Uh, just real quickly, the other stuff I picked up today, Gang of Four Entertainment, the post-punk band, uh, and the other day I got the name of this band is Talking Heads, the live Talking Heads album. Mm. So that is... I haven't some, actually heard that. It's what? one of
0: their only ones I haven't heard. I, I know uh, like, uh, uh, Stop Making Sense really well, but I, I've never actually heard that other like, the, the cool thing about lineup. the
1: name of this band is Talking Heads is it's a double LP... Uh, live set that came out in the early 80s pre-stop making sense and Mm -hmm. one lp is live stuff from 77 to like 79 and the other lp is live from 70 or 80 to 82 i think something like that That, that is there a big
4: difference in instrumentation between those eras oh yeah oh yeah
1: i I mean the first lp it's pretty much just a four-piece and then the second one, it's like you know. And they've then got the congas That's in. really interesting. percussionist and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, so that's what I've I've been up to. I I, I did also in addition to buying those nine, buy uh, an equalizer to Ooh. equalize my vinyl playing. Yeah. Um, so tell
0: us what did you get first of all? Okay,
1: so I didn't want to go into too. I have powered speakers, get so it. I don't have a. Uh, a receiver, uh, so I just go straight oh. turntable into speakers, and sometimes the bass on stuff is just that, insane. That's a like risky, that White Stripes record, risky business. There. The bass mm-hmm. on a couple songs, which I know seems like oxymoronic to mention the White Stripes and bass, but <laughs> All that there were there like were a couple the, that just the, the way what? it was mixed, the bass was crazy high, uh, and so I bought an equalizer just to you know be able to mix the levels and stuff. On how's things. it sound? It's good. Uh, I bought it at Heavy Heads, and uh, it's okay. it's nice. It it's like also got vintage? the graph on the front, so I can watch the wave. Oh, okay. things I, play.
4: I do love a a, a graphic feature. I, I've got a uh, an EQ that has that as well.
1: Yeah. What kind is it though, bro? You didn't say like. Wh- oh, the brand? I didn't actually look at the brand. I don't remember what it is now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is yeah. It does okay, what Josh. it's supposed to. do. I said. I said. Thinking I need about an the the, ro-
2: the royalty meme looking down on
1: like <laughs> that's me blake and matt just like standing like. i, oh. I, <laughs> I was just like i need some to equalize he had something it plugged it in it worked i'm like okay here you go sir uh i i did want to mention also i joined vinyl me please so so what is that idea. exactly that's it's the mail
0: like the
2: vinyl club, vinyl club.
1: Yeah. yeah you get a record each month and there's three different tracks You can choose which one Blake does it as well, right?
0: Me me, and Jess have been on again, off again um, Subscribers whenever we want something So we got a Queens of the Stone Age Songs for the Deaf That just is awesome Now that. out of print, I see, on your yeah. store So so glad we got that I think we've gotten some Fiona Apple We've gotten some Outcast. Out of print uh, Some of print.
1: Uh, TV on the radio even from them Out of some print Cool stuff <laughs> Everything Blake has is the stuff that everybody wants that like is hard to get now. Well,
0: because they have like five great things and then the rest of the stuff I'm not all that interested in.
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing is so like uh, Logan each month when they tell you what the new record is the next month, you can they have a date. You can do a swap with anything else that's in the store. And I was Mm. looking through the store. I'm like, ooh, and, and like everything I saw, it's like out of stock. Yeah. like queens of the stone age the tv problem. on the radio nope nope mm. nope that's nope. kind of not disappointing of yeah but uh i don't know records i'm gonna are, try it out for a little I don't, bit
2: i don't know how much longer records are gonna be under duress or whatever because you know there's not many at, at one point there was like a big fire and there's not many vinyl manufacturing plants and so i don't know if we're still feeling the effects of that that it's just hard to get vinyl out where there's a high demand for it and not enough plants to produce it but yeah mm. it seems like it's hard to get a lot of vinyl and especially boutique vinyl when you try to order it online I mean that shit will sell out quick you yeah. got to be like set you got to set aside a time you got to be well aware of what yeah. time that shit's going down or you're going to miss it and I really dislike that that gives me so much anxiety yeah. And I, I really uh it just gets my heart going and it makes yeah. me feel like I've oh I've gotta do this or my life is gonna end. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like that.
1: I, I will say you I think <laughs> going to thrift shops a lot You know, obviously I still look through records when I see them, but I'm almost more excited to look through CDs now, (laughs) just because when I look through the records, they're always like picked over or the the thrift shop has already pulled out the stuff they know can sell for a lot higher. Whereas CDs, they're still in that world of just like, I don't know, they're all a dollar. Just throw them out there. And you can find a gym. You can find a De La Soul, three feet high and rising. That is actually a fairly hard to find CD
2: that's why you yeah. got to dabble in mediums folks you, you know sometimes like whenever the less popular stuff isn't selling like you can find some good stuff so
0: i, I uh i go after
4: rare mp3s personally. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a, a napster vintage it, it's <laughs> <laughs> absolutely
0: it's um it's cops theme <laughs> underscore <boys>. bob marley
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bad
0: parentheses, but bad
2: boys. It's, it's
1: Weird Al Yankovic uh, Star Wars rap. MP3. <laughs> you say
2: it like Bobby does from King of the Hill.
1: Is that Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic? Well, that's how it would be. That's right. Spell with an H on the end, probably. It's you know. Vic. It's
0: Yankovic. Yankovic. <laughs> Weird.
1: Al- yeah, I'm well, uh, boy. Oh Matt. Uh, Matt. What have you been listening to? Uh,
4: well, um, obviously, with uh, with with this week. Uh, being uh what it was uh i was in the mood for a little bit more rage <laughs> against the machine so uh put on uh evil empire the other mm. day uh and you know that that's been the most recent thing and uh what's and doing your some, what's your ahead. favorite
2: track on evil empire matt I don't if know, you had to pick one
4: good. um i really like revolver mm. um, that's good and uh I, I forget the name of it but but the one there's a line that uh they they spent the eighties in a Hades state of mind. I really like that one too. Uh, mm. That uh, also has kind of the the really uh, pretty guitar break. But but anyway, um, th- that's that's a really good choice if you want uh, if you need to, need to get pumped up. What why why would you? I don't know. Uh, also <laughs> recently, um, you know, Christmas time of course. Uh, I got the uh, Mariah Carey daydream uh, for my wife she's a big fan so, mm-hmm. so pick that up at uh vintage stock on vinyl and what then... does that
0: have on it fantasy
4: yeah How it's got fantasy the, and
2: the
0: christmas song <laughs> did you hear <laughs> that one a lot <laughs> every single year that christmas song shoots up to the billboard charts like it's crazy it's still doing it
4: <laughs> the uh it also has the um one sweet day the the boys to men collaboration oh dude oh, yeah.
0: i had that on cassette taped off the radio and i just <laughs> bopped it like on the daily when i, I was about Do you guys want to
1: hear a, a sad memory a sad funny memory i have connected to that i absolutely so, do <laughs> <laughs> oh Especially god if it's sad. this is maybe too personal as a uh, a kid uh, uh, a kid with uh, severe anxiety um, I, I used to go stay at my brother's house sometimes like, uh, to spend the night, you know, like just to hang out with him. He's eight years older than I am. And I remember my parents were always really worried because he lived in neighborhoods that were a little maybe a little sketchier you know he's a, he's a young guy he was probably in his early 20s renting so didn't live in the most savory parts actually as, a, as we the, all have the particular yeah, exactly. house he lived in was in the neighborhood Logan that you and I both used to live in oh shocking <laughs> um, shocking so, so i remember one time i was staying over at his house and of course i'd been set up by my parents to believe that this was like a horrible neighborhood that <laughs> like i was probably going to get killed And it was probably about the time that album came out and my brother was like, well, do you need some music maybe to calm you down to go to sleep? And I was like, sure. So I remember he threw on that Mariah Carey album and I'm (laughs) laying on the couch in the dark and that one sweet day came on and I just remember being like, this is going to be played at my funeral. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God. I'm going to get shot (laughs) by people driving by. Oh my like, god. Like I was convinced that I was going to die and one sweet day Jesus was going to Christ. soundtrack my death in a drive-by in Springfield, Missouri. Did you think Springfield was like Compton? Because or stuff? dude, my parents probably the whole time were like, Don't let him go stay over there. He's
0: gonna get shot in a drive by, you know? <laughs> then they do like a in memoriam song for young Joshy. <laughs> Like anyway, too sorry
1: soon. Matt, to derail. I just had oh, to. Fine. I, that 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 thought occurred to me when you say "one sweet day." Yeah, <laughs>
4: uh, evidently, yeah. Uh, "Always Be My Baby" is on there uh, as well, Ooh, and, and that's that's cover a cover of "Open Arms," the journey song. We we haven't spun it yet. We're we're kind <laughs> of moving some that's things weird. around, so I I don't have the uh, the turntable going right right this second. But um, uh, but yeah, and then also uh. L- I forget if if it was on mic or not, but Logan, you scooped me to uh, the existence of the Adrian Fortress seven inch at Stick It, which I went went to go collect. It's number five hundred one out of six hundred. On oh, uh, I got to check mine on yellow uh, yellow vinyl. Uh, So I need to go find mine. Glad to have uh, nabbed that as well. They they had an aleatoric um, seven inch also that I almost got too, but.
2: I saw Aleatoric at a house show, right behind Drury. Nice. It was awesome. I, I've never got a chance to, to see
1: them. They they were not a thing by the time I was going to shows. Like I think they had just broken up or something like that. Yeah, Maybe I I, th- I, I think you're right.
0: Wait, were they local? I remember yes. the name. Yeah. D- is someone I know in the band? Josh <laughs> Donaldson. Oh yeah, I I don't recall them, but I I know him and I remember mm-hmm. the name. Yeah. Uh, Blake. Um. Well, I want, I got a few vinyl. Some of it is the same. Let's face it. It's the same crap I'm always talking about. But I do want to bring this up just because Josh might be interested. Mm-hmm. Josh, you mentioned uh, Haley Williams Simmer on one of your top 10 songs list of 2020. Of so she put this thing up on her website a few months back, uh, a limited edition 10-inch um with a few acoustic versions of a few songs and then a, a an acoustic like b b-side song or something or other. I had to get that cuz you know it's like oh it's limited uh, limited time <laughs> only oh god. Uh have to get it and it's that anxiety um
1: mm-hmm. I don't want like so I bought
0: it. And yeah, I mean, you know, it's something to do. It's a hobby. That acoustic I would I guess it's on it should be on streaming. The I highly recommend, if you haven't heard it, Josh, that acoustic version of Simmer, or just to anyone. I think it sounds really good. Um, I'll
1: have to check that out. I I remember there being a video or a few videos of her back in the day. I think this is when Paramore was touring around of her playing some songs acoustically, like on mm -hmm. the bus. And I specifically remember her playing uh, the Jawbreaker song, Accident Prone, and it was pretty awesome. Um, So I I will check that out for sure yeah
0: um what else okay i'm looking at my music i've listened to digitally have i mentioned ray stevens on this podcast
3: (laughs) no it's me
0: again margaret yeah well i just this is kind of a a shout out slash shameful thing this was a a little while ago uh but i forgot to mention on this podcast and i should uh i listened to or i was forced to listen to ray steven's greatest hits so i could talk to um the hooten holler podcast uh about it for a uh a bonus episode they did so you have to be on their their patreon ah. that's com slash hooten holler um but anyway ray steven's greatest hits uh You know his music has some problems. Uh,
1: Isn't there a song about an Arab, gentleman? There's there's a
0: lot of racial problems going on throughout his music. Oh no! There's there's
1: more than one
0: song about an uh, an, a person of the Middle Eastern persuasion.
1: (laughs) uh, Well, are there songs about Jesus? Because Middle Eastern persuasion. So there's multiple. His whole career is around people from the Middle East. You know. He he did make
0: a career off it. Of, he made a career off of covering Misty, and he um, also made a career off of a single, uh, a hit single about a streaker back in the uh, oh yeah the oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yep. streak, the streaking the craze of 1971 to 1972. I think there was a, a streaking craze that swept the nation. So anyway, I can't Capital, in good conscience love recommend. That. I can't recommend Ray Stevens in Good Conscience. It's me um, again, Margaret. Yeah, and then I guess that's a song it's about me him stalking. It's me again.
1: The, a hyena. What does he say in the at the drive in thing?
0: It's me again,
2: it's Margaret. Me again. I'm the hyena. <laughs> I have your cub. Be they 10, call streak.
1: Perpetuity. Anyway, oh my sorry, Oh, God.
0: Blake. Um, no, you're fine. Um, I'll bring up something totally off the wall. Um, I'll recommend Tim Heidecker's album, Fear of Death, is what it's called. I don't have that one. I have, like, his other record. Do you have them on vinyl? Yeah. Bro, oh, I, w- I wish I could have got Fear of Like, they had these cool, limited, like, splatter versions of them. Wait, they very don't, limited. I don't, so
2: I don't have this one. I have tim heidecker in glendale
0: yeah his and first then, one i think what was the next one after that it was like what the broken hearted do yes do have i that? have that on oh my own. god dude they that was the one that had like the make your own cover or something with like stickers yeah where yeah you could put stickers on his face if you wanted mm-hmm. to yeah they come inside of it yeah uh... <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
2: take that I'm
0: out promptly, bleep. I'm sir. Bleep it. I'm uh, gonna bleep your po- your potty language. I um,
2: did not mean it in such a way. It's all toilet <laughs> it's sounds. It's all
0: toilet tur- words. This um. So it's an album that it's it's the whole album is his collaboration with um, Wise Blood. Has anyone heard of of the woman who goes by Wise Blood? She's a, that's spelled no. W
1: E Y, right?
0: W E Y E S Blood. Yeah, you know Wise Blood. She's good, She's a great singer songwriter. The album is like is definitely like um, Brian Wilson inspired. It's like just a painting of a sunrise, and mm. it's like. And like a lamb sitting on a meadow and it just says Tim Heidecker's Fear of Death and really like fun font. His music is bananas. It's like Mm -hmm. almost funny, but it's like not not supposed to be funny, but it is. It's it is and it isn't. Mm -hmm. I don't know.
4: I'm looking at the Um, Wikipedia now. This looks wild. They've got two dozen credited musicians, additional musicians. It looks like all kinds of cellos um, and violins and horns. Yeah,
0: I need that. I need to get that. that's... So he does like, he does like old fashioned, uh, uh, classic rock inspired. It's like His Bob Seger. Some... <laughs> some... I would say it's better than that. Yeah. Like he he's, he's into like Brian Wilson, of course. And, uh, uh, I don't know, Elvis Costello. stuff. So. Yeah. Um, for sure. I'm listening. I started listening to, I'm not, I'm not going to give away what it is. I started listening to for the very first time in my life, what is considered one of the worst records ever made. And I don't even know. I can't even make heads or tails of it. My mind is just I like. Think I think I know what you might be talking about. It, My brain is just like, what the fuck is this? Is Wait, it a... the, the sh- Was it the shrugs or the. We're not uh, at... I'm going to bleep shags. Blake. I'm going to bleep all that out. Oh, no. Blake. I'm No, that wasn't Blake, it. Blake. That wasn't you it. Th- that wasn't you it. were in
2: trouble. That wasn't it. You were in trouble, sir. Oh, no, fuck. I, okay. I'm sorry, what fuck. was it? All right. We're just going to have to pull the curtain back here and reveal the right. fucking wizard. There's a curtain? There's, There's a
0: curtain.
2: A wizard? I might as well do it now. News to me. Palette cleanser. Oh, God. We <laughs> oh, no. will be doing the Shag's philosophy of the oh, world. Oh, fuck. It is considered is one good. of the worst albums so... ever made. But here's my thought, guys. Here's what I'm going with because because Kurt Cobain has gone on to say that it's his fifth favorite album of all time, which I thought was interesting from our Nirvana perspective. I'm thinking he And then shit. we've got At the Drive-In who have been quoted by media saying they were the next Nirvana. And then I'm thinking with the Shags, we've got another three sisters. Yep. It's my bizarro world of Nirvana and Heim, what we've covered so far with my picks for At the Drive-In and the
1: Shags. Hey, by the way, can I add one more to that? The Shags, the only time they've reunited... As far as I know, where the two sisters, at least two of the three sisters, maybe one of them is no longer alive. The only time they've reunited and and played together was at the music festival. Should we save it? I I was just going to say the music festival that Wilco puts on every year, the Solid Sound Festival. Um, So uh, I I have heard about them via the fact that Jeff Tweedy of Wilco is also a fan.
2: They've also opened for
1: Neutral Milk Hotel. That's oh, so not insane. the only time then. Not, I thought it was the, the only time, time that, time that they had reunited and performed at Solid Sound, but okay. Well, but yeah, yeah that's
2: that's going to be our palate cleanser, and folks, we're not <laughs> going to be able to get to that until
0: after we finish our at the drive-in segment.
2: Yes,
1: and, and I'm I,
0: sorry, I fi- I spoiled the reveal. I didn't mean to, and I'm sure people are groaning. <sighs> but let me say this: I there are a trillion bad records and i've heard many of them i've never heard anything like this in my i life.
2: have never listened to it
0: i have oh, not listened really? to it and oh that's God. why i have picked you listened it, to it Matt?
2: because yes. i have not listened to it
1: i have also there's listened nothing to a there's no
0: record it. like it like
1: there's there's nothing well, like this. Their dad was like a fucking yeah. That's well, we'll, get into, it. we'll <laughs> that's, get into it. That's why <laughs> it, he's the like story them.
2: itself. The story yeah, itself it's, is going to be interesting and is going to overshadow. Know, I shouldn't reveal anything. Yeah. Yeah. We'll it, we'll so get just, get just hang it. Hang
0: tight, folks. We'll get to it. So my pal. That's Foot all Foot. I had. Uh, I don't want to take up
1: too much all time right. with my garbage. But oh, I'm sorry. I I'm I'm interested though that 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 is very i mean it's bizarre it is, I world
2: thinking... nirvana and heim
1: yeah it's all at connected, the drive in
2: and
0: sh- the shags it's, <laughs> it's all connected all right all right so so what are what so, are we
2: doing
4: this week logan
2: well we've got a new <laughs> little segment this week uh called blind buys uh have you ever gone to the record store picked up an album you've never heard of before and just bought it for the heck of it or saw an album cover you couldn't resist and had to have it we like to call these Blind Buys, and this week, we'd like to share our segment called Top 5 Blind Buys. Cue the music, Blake. Blinded by my buys don't know what I bought, but fucking bought it anyway.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) I love it. Oh man. I didn't know it would be a parody. That's great.
2: (laughs) Well, I didn't know it was going to turn into that either, but that's where it led me today. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, uh, I'll start us off here. I think in the the last episode for our At The Drive-In relationship of Command and Via, which you should definitely listen to if you haven't had a chance to, uh, I, I mentioned that I picked up Refuse the Shape of Punk to Come. Uh, it's that 1998 album. It's like bombastic, hardcore jazz punk. But I I picked that up and the Murder City Devils, Empty Bottles, Broken Hearts, which is uh, another 1998 album and garage punk noir And they toured with that The Drive-In. But I had to think about five, my top five, and I had some more than I thought in no specific order. Uh, the first one I remember, Mindless Self-Indulgence, Ooh. Frankenstein Girls Will Seem Strangely Sexy from the year <laughs> 2000. I picked this up interesting, and held it in my hands at Music Outlet, I think in Osage Beach, Missouri. And it was like <sighs> this comic style, like cartoon looking, you know, girl standing there with like pigtails. But she looked like yep. she had stitches at her joints, Classic. like, a, you know, <laughs> and uh, her tongue sticking out. I and just pulled
4: this this record up, uh, and it yes, it is indeed ve- speaks very much to to your your sensibilities, Logan. Right.
2: Well, then I turned it over and I looked at the 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 back of the album and all their songs. There was like thirty songs on the yeah. album, yeah. and all of them had asterisks. in them, like, like they were all had some kind of like you know offensive title, but yeah. it w- it was. I don't think they actually
0: were. Some of them were i think they just like took out the vowels and stuff yeah and the of th- uh, the 30 songs are in alphabetical order <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> and i just i i had no idea what it was but i'm like this seems like something i need to get and i was i think oh, i was in 10th grade so uh i was in for a whirlwind because it was like crazy electro punk like i just did, i wasn't ready for it it was very subversive and like sexual and like it was just something i don't think i was ready for but i was into it (laughs) it was crazy yeah another one is swans the seer from 2012 this one was a weird one i think i picked it up at cd warehouse but it's experimental like art noise rock there's a song on there that's like 32 minutes long but the album cover it's like all black but it's like a close-up of a little painted like dog face i don't know what kind of dog it is like a Some kind of terrier looks like terrier um but if you turn the album over you see the back of the dog in his little butthole and <laughs> <laughs> this little like you know sphincter on the back Should of it agree. and it's all black like around that and i just thought that was just so striking and the dog's eyes are like all black or something it's like kind of creepy looking um and i just picked that up on a whim and man to this day i still don't know how i feel about it it is a (laughs) bizarre album I'll, i'll put it that way another one was burial untrue and that's from 2007 it's kind of like british ambient electronic trip hop or they call it two-step garage i've never heard of that before but uh (laughs) i don't know what that means but he started out he was kind of a he was anonymous but he would take weird samples and like recordings like of people singing onto like their phones and then sending it to him and he would take that and like put it into the songs he would use samples from like metal gear and david lynch movies (laughs) and like other types of it was just very atmospheric music and it's sample heavy and i'd never heard anything like it and i i picked that up on a whim um i think i picked it up and i was just like oh this looks like it could be pretty good and i think the the guy at the music store is like oh that's a good album i'm like okay <laughs> another one i think at the same store was father john misty's fear fun album from 2012 <laughs> uh, it's kind of like psychedelic folk pop indie rock uh, but it had a crazy cover, and as soon as I saw it, like I was just like, I've, I've got to have this album. It's, I don't know the the, the artist name. I looked it up, but I was like, I'm not going to be able to remember it um, or pronounce it. But it's very, I don't know, just kind of psychedelic and scary looking. Uh, but I was I... like, I, I have to have this. And it's like he's an obscure singer-songwriter type telling bizarre, drug-fueled stories. And it turned out to be one of my—I was just so surprised. I was like, this album's great. This is so good.
1: I uh, had a conversation with him at the Outland Ballroom. Oh, you did? Yeah. (laughs)
2: Because
1: his name is Josh Tillman, right? Right. That's right. his real name. And he opened for Damien Gerardo mm-hmm. years and years ago at the ballroom when he was going by just Jay Tillman. And I'd heard a little bit of his stuff because it's very folky mm-hmm. at that time online. And there's not really a story here. I just, I remember going <laughs> up to him at the ballroom and being like, hey, man, I heard your stuff on. Uh... I don't know, whatever website it was, uh, Aquarium Drunkard or something. And he was like, cool. (laughs) And then years later, he's Father John Misty. Awesome. (laughs) I have
2: a Jay Tillman 7-inch, I think. Oh, okay. Um, And then the last thing on my list is, so this is something I think back in 1998. And I'm trying to remember how I even came across this thing. I had web TV. I'm not even going to try to describe what web TV is. You can look (sighs) that up.
4: I remember Web TV.
2: (laughs) Uh, And I don't know what website I was on. Maybe early Amazon. But I found, I came across somehow this album that was just called Vast. And it stood for, I don't know if it was the album name or if it just stood for Vast, but it's Visual Audio Sensory Theater. And I, I don't know if I read some reviews or something and people were just like, oh, this is a really great album. I just was captivated By the sound of it, I'm like, oh, visual audio sensory theater. Like, what does that mean? Like, that sounds like that could be really cool. And I had to order it and didn't know what it was going to be like at all. But think Moby-style samples meets an orchestra meets Hmm. Nine Inch Nails or, like, Stabbing Westward. It's (sighs) like, I don't know. It's a really cool album. I think there was a song that was featured on the beach, but there's, like like some kind of chanting, but it's around like rock music. Um, this, I guess the songwriter, John Crosby, he was like 17 years old when he was signed to Electra, but he's a multi-instrumentalist. So he just kind of does it all. Um, but there's also like acoustic influence in it. Uh, it's just a bizarre, interesting 1998 album. It almost sounds very at like of its time, but also very
1: ahead of its time. But yeah. hmm. I think I think that is actually on my shelf right now. I think it's a you have that? album. I've never I,
2: met any and that's I the thing, can go like,
1: look right now, but uh <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'll look in a second. I never I think knew it's an album Beth
2: anybody had. had
1: it. I've never listened to it. I think I think Beth had it, but that's I will crazy. I will go look and second. Josh has um, everything
0: on his shelf and he's never listened to any of
1: this. <laughs> That is true. I have several things I have not listened to. So I felt like um, no one had ever heard of that and it was just kind of like this like
2: little secret that I had, I was like, "Oh, I don't know anyone that's ever talked about this band. I've never seen them in a
1: magazine or anything. No, nothing about them." I, I I will go look, but um, so those were year five, right? Yep. Blake, you want to go next while I go look for this? Sure. Um. So Logan, you're way
0: more adventurous than me in <laughs> music purchasing. Um. I feel kind of weird because buying something like uh completely unheard. Based on an album cover is not really something I've ever been known to do, so I kinda I'm just gonna cheat to <laughs> to come up with some some picks here, but um interestingly enough relationship of command that we just talked about in our last episode was technically a blind buy for me oh, um I had never heard. I'd heard of the band, of course. So a lot th- these I'm going to mention are are not like uh, I'd never even heard of the band. My friends had talked up this band. I'd never heard a single note. All I knew was I liked the Mars Volta's debut album. But um, I mean, I I liked it pretty much right away. Uh, Relationship of Command. But yeah, it was it was a uh, I I bought it uh, on. Uh, I took a chance on it. That's awesome, Ava said. And it probably came from CD Warehouse. Um, Another really interesting blind buy, a little album called Kid A. Oh. So, obviously, I knew who Radiohead was, and I liked uh, songs like Paranoid Android and a, f- a few others that I had downloaded MP3s off of Kazaa or whatever. I don't... So, okay, this is... Was it 2000, Kid A? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was... Fifteen or sixteen—I was probably sixteen when I did this. This uh, chance purchase of Kid A. All I knew was that I liked a few Radiohead songs from earlier. I'd, I'd never heard any of Kid A. Um, I, I might have seen like a, a good write-up of it or something, uh, but I wasn't a full-fledged Radiohead fan yet. But I mean, talk about a talk about album cover art that kind of draws you in, especially if you are attracted to the weird. <laughs> <laughs> and the weird, and the, the off, the off, weird, off-putting <laughs> avant-garde shit. Like, I if if you're like me, um that's definitely one of those covers that's gonna make you um do a double take because it's like, uh, it looks like early '90s video game graphics or something yeah. with like some mountains and kid A and a and a neat font. Um, anyway, it, it was like love at first here, and the rest is history with, with Radiohead. And I, then I, I got the rest of the albums.
1: I remember people in high school being like trying to crack the code of what that album is about. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, you know, we did too. looking at the art and everything, being like, there's mountains and glaciers, and there's something about global <laughs> yeah. warming, maybe, and, and then there was cloning something there. hidden behind the, yeah. the tray. Yes. I was yes. just yeah. about to ask
0: was that the one that had some kind of secret booklet? So. Only some of them had this. I did not get it behind the tray booklet in the one that I bought. Ooh, I did. But I... See, you always get the good shit. (laughs) I don't know how many of them were made, but uh, I I have seen seen it, but I never actually owned it. Uh, Crazy stuff, though. (laughs) Hiding a weird art booklet behind the tray. It had like an opaque tray, not one of these clear trays, so Mm -hmm. you'd... You wouldn't know it was there unless you mm-hmm. tore Weezer, your Jewel. Case Weezer. Pinkerton art. trained me. Oh, did
1: did they also have that? the Green Album? Mm-hmm. They
0: both had that shit. Yep.
1: The Green Album just has one word. It just says no. <laughs> 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 and it's 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 because it's a, a a reference to a a Radiohead album, right, Logan? Really? There's uh... some album that has a, a thing beneath the tray that says like can i take you home or something and supposedly weezer put it there i'll, I'll look it up uh real quickly yeah, i don't but, know but, that factoid
4: i thought it was that story about uh john Lennon and uh, going to see the, uh, yoko ono's art show and one of the installations was uh like you get up on this oh, ladder yeah, and yeah. you look into a microscope and just in really really tiny font it just says yes uh. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it's, it's a, it's a answer to a question that, uh, Oh, here it's on the Wikipedia page. Hold on. Um, just I don't
0: easy-pedia. know. Somebody else talk. I, I don't need Um, to... so the only other stuff I have is, uh, some, some honorable mentions that, that don't really fit into this game. <laughs> but, um, if you, ever, if you ever had friends give you CDRs back in the day that, just stuff you'd never heard but Mm -hmm. your friend was like oh listen to this shit it'll change your life no um they didn't say that but um i had a a one of my best friends gave me a whole bunch it was like a a cdr treasure trove dump on me of i know he did the clash a bunch of clash albums and a bunch of sonic youth albums and i had never heard um any of them (laughs) i'd heard like clash combat rock before but that's it i I didn't know the good clash and that shit is what both of those were discographies were were truly life-changing uh and they just came out of nowhere i'd never heard any of it before and uh never look back uh (laughs) definitely
4: that'll blow your mind right (laughs) open
0: yes it, it 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 changed the game for me
1: by the way, I, I look. I looked it up. It is a reference to OK Computer. On the on under the tray, nice. on the inside part of OK Computer, it says, "I like you. I like you. You are a wonderful person. I'm full of enthusiasm. I'm going places. I'll be happy to help you. I'm an important person. Would you like to come home with me?" And then supposedly the Weezer one, "No," is just a reference. It's like a answer to that. So. <laughs>
0: wow. Anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> well that's all I got what do you guys got
1: uh so I'll, I'll run down mine real quickly um Blake by the way you said the thing about the getting the the CDR full of a discography of uh, the discographies of the clash I, I that is great as soon as you said that I was like oh, I, I've had those moments as well and I didn't even yeah. put those on my list because I wasn't thinking about those kinds of things I was thinking about actual, like, okay, I see the cover, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. deal. Um, but you're right. Those are probably more life-changing than anything else is like when someone for, gives for you, sure. you know, like a burn copy of something and it's like, yeah, but
0: it, it's not like I, I obviously wasn't seeing the covers at all. <laughs> no, kidding. no. See
1: yeah. Yours. Um, so I, I actually kind of numbered mine. Uh, my number five is is Isaac Hayes' Hot Buttered Soul from 1969. Oh, that's um, excellent. So, yeah, so Matt, I know, Matt, you were a big uh, advocate of uh, the song Walk On By from this album. That song Rules. Uh, I, I never honestly had listened to it, um, other than I knew that Isaac Hayes was the voice of Chef <laughs> on South Park and that he was an old soul guy. I didn't really know much about him. I saw this one day at a flea market, for like a few dollars and the cover of it, I don't know. There's something about the cover of it that just grabbed my attention. It's a, it's, it's Isaac Hayes's head. He's a bald man. <laughs> so it's his bald head. And the fact that it was called hot buttered soul I was like, <laughs> I think I should get this for, for what it is. I don't really have a lot of this kind of thing. And it is a, it's just a great album. Um, it's almost like Prague soul um i mean it's the tracks are like 17 minutes long (laughs) you know and it's just really really cool uh I, i don't know i i can't describe it much it's just a it's become an album i throw on and listen to all the way through uh frequently and i'd never listened to it before and that cover and that title just just grabbed me i'll check that out yeah hot buttered soul isaac look at walk on by or uh Oh, by the time I get to Phoenix, I yeah. think is on there as well. But yeah,
4: if it's not on there, it's it's another real really famous kind of uh, quiet storm. I think is one of the one of the you know kind of sub genre terms that that gets thrown around mm-hmm. for you know kind of that really long drawn out and um, kind of dynamic soul that.
1: Yeah, by the time I get to Phoenix, which is 18 minutes. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, My number four is John Fahey, Blind Joe Death. So this was one I saw at Goodwill. Um, I saw a couple John Fahey records, and this particular edition... Oh, it's from 1967. This particular edition was the cover that was the reissued cover in the 60s, because I think the album is originally from 59, and it's... uh, almost like a a medieval tapestry, um, sort of like a Canterbury Tales kind of thing. And it sort of grabbed my attention, but I think what grabbed my attention more than anything was the fact that it was called Blind Joe Death. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought, like, is this going to be an old blues guy or something, you know? (laughs) Kind of sounds like that. And so I threw it on. And if you don't know who John Fahey is, he's essentially a folk guitarist acoustic guitarist from the sixties that just does instrumentals. Um, so there's no words and it's just him mm. playing, uh, these instrumentals and they're really good. It's a great mood album. Like it's a great album. What kind to of mood? On. Like, uh, don't know. Kind of a sit down and, and drink your coffee and appreciate mm. nature. <laughs> you know, like it's a, it's a very folk rootsy kind of thing but there's no words obviously but the songs are very like he has like sunflower river blues and sligo river blues and these songs that are just i don't know how i'd describe it it's um well it's
4: fingerstyle it's a lot of guitar. finger finger yeah.
1: finger picking yeah mm. but it's it's just a it's a good background kind of just throw it on to have something playing you know that you don't need to necessarily sit there and pay so attention to every like word classical folk or something or yeah yeah it's very 60s kind of folk and that that was pretty that was a pretty good find okay so those two are my like thrift shop ones the the remaining three are not so number three i've got Sufyan stevens greetings from michigan from Ooh. 2003 and i realized this one is almost tied completely in terms of influence on me to my number two, which is iron and wine Creek Creek drank the cake <laughs> Creek drank the cradle, man. I don't know why that's hard to say from 2002. Um, so the Sufjan one, I got at Indigo records, which I think we've mentioned previous and I picked it up just on a whim and it probably about the time it came out in 2003 because the, the owner at the time told me it was really good and the cover of it is this cool kind of, uh, vintage travel poster kind of a thing, and he told me, you know, this guy's going to write a, a, a record about every single state. Oh, yeah, <laughs> And I was He's like, ooh, that sounds interesting. So, And he did. I got that. I remember going home, listening to it on the stereo, and it's the saddest bastard music you've ever <laughs> heard. And Wait. Sufion Stevens, that bastard. Have you listened to Greetings from Michigan, man? That album starts off as just somber piano. I'm like, oh my god! Sorry, oh, you were being being facetious. (laughs) Okay, Um, well, because some some of his more recent stuff is a little more like, no, it's different. Um, And then, but then number two, the Iron and Wine one. With that, I was at CD Warehouse, and I ran into a, I would say, a mutual acquaintance of ours, uh, Seth Crownover. And, uh, you know Seth, right? Logan? Yep. Yeah. For sure. And I remember I was there with a friend of ours, Ben, and, uh, and, and Seth came over and he was like, have you listened to this? And he was holding iron and wine Creek drink, the cradle. He's like, you got to get this man. You just have to get it. Uh, it'll, you'll listen. You'll put this on. You'll fall in love with whoever's around. You'll fall in love with him. (laughs) I remember he told me that. And I was like, okay, okay. And the cover is like a very vintagey looking kind of like cover. It's like this plain Brown cover with just a tree. And so I remember getting it and going back to the dorm at uh, SMS math that you and Ben lived in yes. and putting it on and I don't know it's it just kind of it sounded like it was from a completely different era and it, and I think that plus the Sufjan kind of pushed me in the direction of Ooh. being like I need to listen to more folk kind of stuff you know at That's that like time That's like taking and That was ambient, a big mood for
0: you to those two back to It
1: was it was um and then my number 1 is one that I didn't even think about being a blind buy until I put this list together but I would say is arguably like one that's had the, one of the biggest impacts on my life, and that is Wilco, Yankee Hotel Foxtrot from 2001. Um, Whoa. I totally forgot it was a blind buy, but yeah, I, I remember I went to, it is now Entertain Mart, but at the time was like Warehouse Music, maybe? Yeah. Over there. And I had heard that this album was supposed to be really good in like Rolling Stone or something like that. Like they had said, you know, this is the best album of the year or something very classic. And I, so I, I picked it up and I actually thought at first they were like a really old band that I had just never heard of, like, <laughs> like from the sixties or something. Um, <laughs> so I remember getting it and listening to it and hating it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Really? Um, I was dr- driving with with Ben again, and I remember being like, "Do you want this?" And I just gave it to him at the time because I was like, <laughs> "I don't like this at all. This is terrible." So I gave it to him. He was like dropping me off somewhere because uh, I didn't drive anywhere at that time, as Matt can attest to. Um, and so uh, later on, I I don't know how I listened to it since I'd given it to him. Maybe I downloaded some songs or something, but. I came back around to it. I remember I made him give it back to me <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's the copy. I still have to this day. And he's never let go that I gave it to him and then took it back. Um, but that, you know, Wilco has become probably, I would say my favorite band of all time. And, uh, yeah, I was completely off just this blind purchase. Cause I heard this was a great album and the cover looked pretty cool. It had the two towers in Chicago, you know, and, uh, yeah. Was
0: it because the first track is is really not accessible and so weird? Yeah, that that, you...
1: I could see my patience being like at that time it's, being like I'm very not going to listen to this. Actually, you know what? Sorry, uh, r- last thought. This just occurred to me, uh, Matt. You're involved with this. I think the reason I got into it is we went on a school trip to Chicago. Oh yeah. Shortly, probably after I'd given it to him and everything, he probably brought it because I remember listening to it in chicago which is where the band is from the album has a lot of connections to that and i think v- that chicago? was actually when it really connected with me and i probably just kept it after that trip i probably just told him not, he couldn't have it back
0: <laughs> you have to be in chicago to understand it man
1: yeah same trip that matt listened to amnesiac um ad <laughs> nauseum the whole time i remember that was, anyway
0: that one was big for me too
1: speaking of uh, so those are my five uh speaking of matt matt what are your uh, five blind buys
4: uh, I've, I've got some blind buys, um, and I, I've got some buys that I made, uh, like not wearing my glasses, uh, um, first, first two, and these are the, these are the most recent. Um, I was digging through records at Relics here in town, but not the Heavyheads booth and, uh, came across, um, a record by a band called Alter Natives. And I was interested cause I saw that it was on SST, so, um, so I picked that up and, um, it's really kind of, uh, there's a saxophone involved. It's really kind of noodly fusion jazz and, and it didn't end up really being for me, but, uh, but was still kind of a, kind of a cool pickup, you know, and, and in the spirit of, of the blind buy, it was very much a blind buy, I'd never even heard of the band and, and really only bought it because it was on SST and then, uh, kind of in, in a similar, uh, vein, um, just a couple of years ago, my wife and I were in Kansas City and went to uh, Josie's record store. I don't know if you guys have ever been there uh, to Kansas City and been to that store. It's a it's a good store. Um, oh yeah, I have not. Um, I yeah, okay. So. L- Logan knows. And um, was looking through stuff, and you know, I, anytime I'm out of town, I always like you know, like I like to find something unique, and I found um, a band called the Texas Instruments which um you know be, being being a <laughs> a, a math nerd i, I of course know yeah. texas instruments the, the calculator brand and um was in, was intrigued just by uh by the name and it's got you know a pretty cool uh, cover art it's it's a self-titled record uh and, and it's you know it's cowpunk um you know I, I think it's also from uh the mid late 80s um 86 or 87 i think but, uh, but it, it's, it's kind of more fun. They do a, uh, a really kind of sped up cover of a hard Raiden's going to fall the Bob Dylan tune, which, which I've covered mm. before, uh, and, and it's kind of fun. So, uh, the, those are the two recent blind buys and I've got one more truly blind buy uh, coming up, uh, got a couple of buys that were, um, stuff that I'd heard of, but not really ever heard the, you know, heard the record and... One of those that was real big was Elliot Smith. Either or, uh, mm. we—I think I'd seen Royal Tenenbaums and was aware of Elliot Smith and, and new needle in the hay.
1: And- oh, I know you saw Royal Tenenbaums because I saw it with you, and you wouldn't stop laughing loudly in the theater. Do you remember that? <laughs> I was how, afraid how we were going to get thrown out. I-, I thought we were going to get thrown out.
4: <laughs> oh <my laughs> I have no I have no recollection of this. That's, th- though I just that doesn't remember the, surprise me.
1: The scene when uh, the one kid is like, that car has a dent. That car's a dent. And you just going, like, ah, oh, ha, 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 like really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh shit, we're going to get thrown out of the theater. Oh man. Anyway, sorry. I- Probably I about the like, same can- time. <laughs> When High Hank school, Hill laughs uh, at the propaniacs. Yeah. oh,
4: I do remember that now because we went to we went to Steak and Shake afterwards. But yeah, in- anyway, anyway.
1: As, as you do,
4: <laughs> yeah, as as you do. Uh, but yeah, knew knew that song, and then also we saw a friend cover uh, two forty five in the uh, two forty five a.m. at the Village Coffee Company, which um, you know I, I remember kind of piquing my interest. So I went out and 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 got either or on CD and and really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it's you know kind of got both the the really acoustic elements and um you know kind of the the more orc pop rock uh that he did later in his career um I I didn't know this I guess it's his highest selling album I was hmm. looking at that uh, at that today another um another flea market find was X see how we are um I I'd heard of the band X and heard a couple of songs but Ooh. not any. Of these songs, and uh, there, there's lots of good ones on it as well uh, the, the title track is really good and uh, I really like Fourth of July, which uh, shows up in a an episode of the Sopranos actually
3: hmm, hmm.
4: um. And then finally, uh, this is the this is the blind buy of all blind buys for me, or at least the one that I was that I always think of when when I think of kind of the the prototypical typical uh, blind buy for me, and that is um, British Sea Power, and the album is titled The Decline of British Sea Power. It's their 2003 debut. Um, I picked it up at CD Warehouse. I was just looking through CDs, and and just the the cover caught me. It's um it's kind of plain. And um, has a has a quote right on the front of the of the record, and it is from a um, a Thornton Wilder uh, novel, and it, and it's uh, we ourselves may be loved only for a brief time. Even so, that will suffice. There is a land for the living and a land for the dead and i i was just i was in you know i just the whole aesthetic of it really uh wow. you know really kind of drew me in and and i really uh, you know i really enjoy that record it's uh you know it's pretty british but it's a lot of fun you know check out remember me and uh check out lately uh are are, are the two the two highlights from it but um it, it it was it was a a blind buy that has paid off dividends uh, <laughs> t- uh to this day well, nice excellent.
0: paying off like a slot machine well great
2: well that wraps up our blind by segment Shut up and no! buy! Buy! Buy!
0: Buy! <laughs> what was the blind part from corn's
1: <laughs> blind corn's blind oh, did you okay. re-record okay. did you sing that
2: no 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 no, oh, no. I, I, just thought you, I thought you were together. saying blind
1: by okay <laughs> Nice. all right oh, well boy. we'll go ahead and,
2: and start to wrap this episode up uh join us next week for our continuing uh series on at the drive-in we'll be covering their full-length reunion album Interalia, or as we ozarkians say interalia <laughs> I, <when> I say <laughs> interalia interalia and then their ep diamante So
1: where can you find music from more of that, Josh? You can find us on all major streaming services as well as moreofthat.bandcamp.com, including our new song, Blink, and you'll miss it.
0: Yeah, and it'll probably be on the streaming services soon too, I
4: hope.
2: Mm -hmm.
4: Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Pod.
2: You can also find us on Instagram at more of that presents. And if you want to check out any music that I'm working on, it's under Logan Williams music on YouTube. And we are more of that is also on YouTube. Just check out more of that discography.
0: Check out other podcasts on the aux network. AUX. If you want to support us and get cool bonus content and join our discord conversation, that's for any show on the Ox network uh go to patreon.com slash aux audio that bonus content should include a high resolution download of of said single blink and you'll miss it if i haven't put it up there already i probably should do that pretty soon
2: all right well thank you for listening following sharing liking subscribing and all of that we really appreciate it and we will see you next week bye bye